Episode 41 with Grammy Award-winning artist Estelle. Welcome to the Institute of Black Imagination. I'm your host, Dario Calmis, an artist, writer, brand consultant, and generally curious fellow. And each week we bring you a conversation from the pool of black genius to inspire, engage, and help you unleash your own imagination. Today's episode is with Estelle, a Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, and record producer. A woman clearly comfortable with who she is, how she loves, and the boundaries she erects to express said love, Estelle has opened the sunlit window of her lyrical world for the Institute of Black Imagination on today. And the church said, Amen. Born the second of nine children in Hammersmith, London, Estelle grew up with her mother's West African values, a love for family, food, and God. Raised in many faith traditions, including Muslim and Methodist, Estelle rejected the holier-than-thou lifestyle to be a rapper and singer by the time she was a teen. Slinging her own CDs and finding success on the British airwaves, Estelle wanted to try her hand in the U.S. music scene and moved from London to New York and eventually settled in L.A. A chance meeting with Kanye West led to an introduction to the legend himself. John Legend, that is. And Estelle became the first singer signed to John's label, Homeschool. The rest, as they say, is history. Estelle went on to release the ever-popular Grammy Award-winning hit, American Boy, in 2008, and has since become a legend herself, working with artists such as Swiss Beats, Rick Ross, Will I Am, Kanye West, and De La Soul. In an episode dedicated to, quote, anyone coming up behind her, Estelle lays down classic tracks for birthing and rebirthing oneself in love, life, and career. Through storytelling and poignant advice-laden gems, Estelle shares the value of being prepared, why you must stay in your craft, and how the industry has changed since she first started over 20 years ago. This conversation is not all business, though. Estelle shares her definition of love with me and who to go to for advice when your friends and family just can't help you anymore. Spoiler, there's a deep appreciation for our therapists and spiritual healers sprinkled all through this episode. We see your new reviews and we appreciate them so much. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know your thoughts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black Imagination. And if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, hit that subscribe button. This and more content is over on IBI Digital at blackimagination.com. And without further ado, the beautiful Estelle. Estelle, Estelle, Estelle. Um, what a pleasure it is to welcome you to the Institute of Black Imagination. I am so excited to dive into this conversation and to dive into this incredible life and career uh, that you've led up until this point. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is beautiful to be a part of. Thank you. Ah, my pleasure. Um, so to start, actually, who would you like to dedicate this conversation to today? Oh, wow. Um, 
I would like to dedicate this conversation to uh, anyone that's coming up behind me, anyone that's coming up at the same time as me, anybody who needs um, some kind of grounding, some kind of idea as to how to do this. This is, I guess this is what this is for. So, yeah. Mm, okay, let's take it in. Um, so I was actually, actually, I was just <laughs> bopping to uh, Love is Rock in on my nice. way to the studio today. And I was just like, yes, yes, go in. Um, Thank you. And we're, and we're going to, and we're going to circle back to that. Um, but just right. speaking of love, how do you define love? Um, it's an, it's an, um, love is a beautiful energy. It's a thing. It's a, it's an energy. First of all, it's a choice. It's, um, to me, it's a feeling um, a cemented feeling, a decision, you know, those are the things that I love to me. Like, you, like, um, there's a, there's a, it's an energy that can't be destroyed or, um, <clears throat> it's an energy that can't be destroyed or like, or, uh, or, or given away or, or taken away per se. Um, especially when it's true, it's an energy that lasts beyond a specific feeling. It's a feeling to a degree, but it lasts beyond that. It's something that, is um able to carry you is something that's able to make you feel good make you feel warm or just exist in warmness it's it's a bunch of things but it's an energy most of all mm. I, I i bring it up because um i've heard you mention that one of your favorite books is all about love by yeah. our sister bell hooks. bell hooks yeah um and she opens the book defining love like this way um, through her experiences as family. You know, I did not feel loved in our household, but I did feel cared for. And outside my household of origin, I felt genuinely loved by individual family members like my grandfather. The experience of genuine love is a combination of care and commitment, trust, knowledge, responsibility, and respect. And so thinking about love from the origins, right, of, of who Estelle is, like what, of, what sort of combinations of love did you feel and learn from your mother, from your father growing up in, in Hammersmith, London? Uh, well, I learned it first and foremost from my mom. I didn't grow up my, my birth father until I was, I didn't meet my birth dad until I was 17 and then, and then again when I was 23. So... From my mom, I learned it as all my sisters and all her and her sisters and all my all the women in my family mainly, and the men on the on my mom's side of the family. So I learned love in that way. I learned from my mom that love is cooking for people and making sure people are fed. I learned that um, you know having having your home open was a form of love. I also had to learn with that comes boundaries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was part of self love, you know. Um, she didn't necessarily have that lane um, built in, you know. And she, you know, and I had to learn that it was okay to have a boundary with people being in your space and, you know, being that welcoming all the time because then it left me with nothing. <clears throat> and you know, and so, and that's that's self work and self love. But I learned that as love growing up, and had to adjust it as it became who I who I am today, you know. So yeah, those are the main things, yeah. 
Yeah, and you you actually spoke about um, you know self love, you know, and boundaries. When when did you realize that this this kind of openness that you'd been gr- that you grew up with like was something that needed to be tempered? And how did you get to expressing that? Right? Like, how did you get to really defining that for yourself? Well, I learned <clears throat> it. It took some years of repeated behavior, you know. And and I and my thing is is everything's a choice, right? So you know, once you know that that's not doing well for you, even if it looks crazy to everyone else, that you should just all of a sudden shut it down. And so my thing was, I used to have the Sunday dinners all the time, and everyone come round and bring a friend, and you know, open house to a degree, right? <clears throat> While also knowing at the core of my being that I'm quite a private person, so I didn't actually love doing it. I just did it because it made me think that other people thought I was cool or they liked being around me, you know, like, and it kind of was self-worth, self-love, you know, it started leading. It was kind of like, well, you're doing this because you think that this makes people love you and they don't actually love you for this because they're treating you bad and they're coming in your space and treating your space badly and they're talking about you and, you know, but you're doing it because it's the thing that you put out there and now, well, you can't change it. And you know, it was a lot of back and forth. And then I just decided I loved myself more than all the back and forth. And I was just like, yeah, I'm done with that. And I just cold turkey stopped it, you know. And and then I had to adjust because it is genuinely something I enjoy doing. So I had to kind of adjust it a bit and reformat the way I did it, you know. And when people would come to the house, it was like, yeah, no plus ones. I invited you. Um, Don't bring another person to my house that I didn't invite. You know, I don't do it to you. Don't do it to me. And, you know, people that got it, got it. People that don't, disappeared. Um, people that didn't, disappeared. And I was cool with it because it was, I wasn't basing it on, I didn't have a barometer of, well, you'll love me if. It was like, you should love me because. Because I love me because. You know, regardless, I should say. Um, and the people that loved me if kind of dropped off. And that's when I started understanding boundaries, self-love. This, you know, I don't really want the people around me who love me because. You know, I want the people, I don't want people who love me because I do this or that. I want people who love me in spite of it all, you know? And so that was one hard, one real hard way I had to learn. Take it down. You know, like, you don't have to do all of that for people to like you. People like you regardless. You know? And when was that? Like, when, like... Oh, about two, three years ago? <laughs> no, about that. <laughs> Now, honestly, about honestly, about four. It's been a, a. It took a process of about three years. About three years ago, three four years ago. Uh, I want to say around twenty sixteen seventeen. I kind of was like, you know what? Let me cut all this out. I enjoy cooking. That's what that is. I don't. Me having people around and doing all of that stuff was. It was started to feel counterproductive, and so I had to learn, and I had to find the words and find the language. Stand up for myself, even if I was sweating to say to somebody, "Don't bring a plus one to my house." I don't like it. I re- it, it, I feel invaded. I feel like you don't respect my space. If this was anybody else, you'd never do that. You're taking advantage. Don't do that. You know. And I would be sweating saying that to people who I previously given permission to behave a certain way. And I, you know, I had to learn to get myself back together. Like, no, like it's fine for you to revoke permission. It's fine for you to, you know set a boundary about who can be around and who can't and do it with love you know first of all love for yourself because I didn't want the energy in my space anymore and second of all I'm if it's the quote if I'm giving you a boundary I want you in my life 
Mm. Right? Mm. If I'm telling you where these hedges are, it's because I want you to be able to stay here. I don't want you to run into that hedge and get X'd out. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh I know. Sometimes that's a hedge. Sometimes it's an electrified fence. That um, part. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Yeah. I've been um, working on the fence. I've been working on the fence. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there are some origin things that I, I'm, I'm trying to get to, but like you just keep yeah. dropping such incredible things. Like I think this idea of it taking three years. Yeah, it takes right time. to you know you know for 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 an idea right for 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 a feeling to finally manifest into action, you know? I, I, I think a lot about time um, and the ways in which it is really a design, right? Like it is actually not even real. These, these markers of time are just kind of quite arbitrary, but what does it mean to grow? What does it mean to develop it? What does it mean to make space uh, for, for an arrival of a thing? Um, as you've progressed through your your life how has your relationship to time changed well I start to I literally looked at the past 10 years and I was like and this was part of the the switch for me like one of the things that spurred that particular thing of like yo you don't want to you need more self-love you can't just keep doing things for the sake of doing things you're strong in self-love here but you're weak in that here I started looking at things that I had done and I started seeing a repeat. I looked at my life over the 10 years and I was like, oh, I did that before. Oh, no, this is the same thing with a different set of people. Oh, no, this is the same things in relationships. Oh, I have to change this. I have to shift this. Because time is... Someone said it to me and they said it with something else. They were like, you may as well study this because the time's going to pass anyway and you could have been done, you know, and then I started to apply that energy to apply that thought to every part of my life and it started to like in my relationships, in my friendships, in my my family. And I was like, you know what, what if I approach this differently? What if I say something different instead of saying the same thing? And then I had to go find a different thing to say and stand in the confidence of saying it. That's what the work has been. That's been the thing. So now I'm just getting on with it, you know, because at the end of the day, the time is going to pass anyway, right? God blesses you, your spirit blesses you. One, one, every minute you wake up, time's going to pass anyway. May as well try something different. Might as well. Mm. You know, don't repeat. Mm. Some, rep- some repetitions are great. Some of them are, 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 will kill you. Some of them are debil- debilitating. Some of them are utter trash. You know, and they're just repeated patterns of motion that we're used to doing. And because it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What if there's just another way of doing things? And maybe that's just a better way. Doesn't really, you know, like... You never thought about it because you were on it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it channel. And maybe there was just this other thing sitting there going, she could get there way better, way faster, way quicker. She'd be so much happier if she just tried this way instead, you know? And so that's kind of what I've been like trying the other ways. And some things I've been like, all right, all right, broke, don't fix it was good. That was, that's, that's me. But a lot of things have been like, this is fire. <laughs> this over here though. <laughs> I should be doing this shit. <laughs> ah, <laughs> damn it. Ah, you know, that's been the process. So time is, time is going to time, you know, it's what you mm. do in the moments of it. Yeah. What's, what's the, uh, what's the most recent thing that you've discovered that you're like, mm, 
Oh, I fuck with that. Um, so I've been, so everyone has a therapist now, right? So, and, and thank God, because we Which all is need them. Amen. Amen. We all need them. We're all, we're all some loose and the friends don't help. <laughs> our friends are just as, you know, we attract, we attract ourselves. So our, sometimes our friends are just as nuts as we are. So it is what it is. If anyone's triggered by the word nuts, I apologize, but you understand the point I'm making, right? Um, I just think, so she, we were talking and my thing has been redirecting my thoughts and redirecting my um, words. So if I say if something presents itself in my thoughts or something presents itself physically and I don't like that thing and it challenges me, I I used to be like, well, what is it trying to teach me? You know, and that was kind of like disregarding how I felt to a degree, my initial reaction to a degree. Right. So now I kind of say to myself, all right, take a breath. What do you want the outcome to be for this? And I picture the outcome and then I start finding the words to to get to the outcome. There's a there's a they have I walk into a room one day. Example, I walk into a room one day and there's um the bed's unmade. Real simple thing. I'm annoyed by this. I didn't unmake the bed. Whoever I was with unmade the bed. What do I want to be done? The bed to be made, right? So I literally picture the bed made up, looking pretty. Then I walk back the steps as to how the bed gets made up, whether it's by me or somebody else, and the bed gets made up. doesn't have to be now. doesn't have to be wherever, but that doesn't take up the whole of my day. It doesn't upset the whole of my apple cart. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I apply that to quite literally everything from washing dishes to talking to a guy to... Pe- pe- girls, guys who may have upset me. What do I want to? What do I want this to turn out like? Do I care about this person? Do I care about this moment? Do I? Do, where do I want this to end up? And I've been doing that quite successfully now. You know, some things are still in process, and some things are at their. You know, have hit hit their points quicker than others. But it's it's almost like it's not almost. It is like uh, manifesting in in real time. Like okay, this is boom. And either I can do it or the way it works with me, it would, someone will, a, phone, a phone call will happen. It will pull up at the front door. It will be in my text, in my emails the next moment, you know, like things like that. I've started to do that because that works better for me than being mad and being, oh, like, oh, I wish, what the, why did, oh, you know, like all of that, staying in that energy because that just brings more of that energy to me, you know. And, and it's not easy. It's a new thing I'm learning. So there are some times where I'm sitting there going, I just want to, and I just want to go and like lose my mind on somebody. I want to go scroll down Instagram or I want to go and like call that person and cut that person out. And, and there's days it's like, no, what do I want the outcome of this to be? Okay. Here's where we're going. And that's what's going to happen, you know? And 90% of the time, boom. So that's been my thing that I've been doing lately because yeah, when you're changing as well, it becomes like a little bit of a battle between your old self and your new self. Your shadow side starts coming up and you have to be okay with that coming up and just give yourself a little bit of empathy and grace and, you know, the grace that you give everyone else and like all the quotes, but it's true. You've got to give you and say like, all right, you was just having a time. It's okay. It's okay. Now we're back, back to thinking about what we want it to be like. Let's go, you know? Yeah, you just helped me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. 
<laughs> it's real. It's so real. Yeah. Like I, I have. There's been so many. It like I, I'm I'm a musician. I have a radio show. I do my merch line. I do five other things that people don't know about. I have a busy personal life. I have a huge family. Um, on my mom's side and my dad's side, like there are so many and I have friends and I have people and it's just like that I, I could get mad at every little thing or I could say what do I want this to actually be do I care about this if if I care about it cool where are we going to if I don't care about it why are you even worrying do they matter cool say something if they don't matter get it out your system like gone thank you for coming you can leave now like talk to yourself Thank you for coming. Thoughts. Thank you for coming. You can leave now. Appreciate you being here, but all right now. I have to. I have to do this. Just you know, you know. And that's to me. That's how I always tell people. I'm always like, yo, I play nice with my demons. I play nice with my shadow side. Like I don't. We don't get into fights. I told them what to do because I'm in control of them. You know. Yeah, yeah. As you were speaking about, you know, um, that kind of internal battle that happens as we expand, right? Like I think as we become more, right? Allow ourselves to become more of ourselves, that those those moments of transition. I think about it like on the micro and the macro, right? I'm always kind of thinking about, you know, how they relate to each other like in a in a fractal way. And I think even, you know, as a country here in the US, like yeah. that's also it, right? Like it yeah. feels very present so much of uh, the quote unquote, I guess, you know, division or struggles or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it feels so pressing. Um, but yeah. if you pull back a little bit, you know, yeah. we are just in transition, right? Like, like we, there, there, there are global battles. There are internal country uh, battles as well as we push towards a freer, more liberative, you know, place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Martin Luther King says the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And when I think about, you know, even though, yes, you know, we did just have 45, when I think about, like, even something like trans rights, like, where we are in this Mm. country right now versus where we were even five years ago is incredible. Wow. Like, it's incredible. Like, we are, like, it's in real time. Like, it's really quite amazing. Um, But you mentioned, you know, this large life that you're leading especially this large family, which, you know, one of nine. Yeah. Like yeah. immediate, immediate <laughs> like yeah, there's, in the there's, there's a football team either side of me. There's a football team, whichever <laughs> way I look. Like I grew up with a football team. It is what it is. Um, yeah, that, that's how I've grown. So that's why I had a hard time with boundaries because everybody was my brother or my sister, you know, and I never, my mom hasn't lived this kind of life. So she didn't have these tools to tell me, but you know where you're going. Not everybody can come and be a part of, you know. She'd experienced it at, in, a, at, in a in a micro level, but I'm experiencing it in a macro level where everybody feels entitled. Everybody feels like don't you know? And if they don't feel into, if I don't let them push that boundary, then it becomes manipulative and it becomes shady or it becomes well, you you think you too, and it's just like no, I just don't like that. And I just this is nothing to do with me doing music. This is me. On a regular day, don't bring a plus one to my house. I'm not bringing a plus one to yours, you know, like regular day, you know. Um, and I'm that person. 
uh, and to me is more about it's always about the res- and that stems towards res- more it stems from having needing respect you know needing to be respected in certain ways and not needing more than just appreciating it because I respect other people and for a long time other people didn't give that back you know like it was a lot of like yeah 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 and then just did the and I would let it rock and I'd be like it's okay karma's gonna get them and I didn't realize that part of self-love and part of me maintaining and not going through that over and over again and being in that karmic cycle was me setting a boundary like okay you know people talk about karmic cycles karma's gonna get you leave them to god yeah okay and then god said i also gave you tools so you won't have to keep going through that stuff here they go a boundary (laughs) you know and I had to learn it. I had to learn it. I had to learn it. It was like, oh God, okay. You know, I have this tattoo on my wrist and you can't see it here. But it says do, right? And my theory is this your life is divinely orchestrated. Everything you go through is planned out by you and God before you even came here, right? But you still have to do things. You still have to do. You have to open your mouth. You have to move your feet you have to move your waist you have to say the words you have to put your hands in the ground and plant the flower you have to do things and that's the part that we forget when we get into spiritual talk and that side of the world because it's kind of like you forget that there's a lot you know there's a lot that can be done but the basis of it the power of your tongue the power of your thought is doing something even just on its own so like it's that cut, it's that, and I've, I've been, I've been learning that. I've been consistent state learning that, and seeing how far and wide it goes. But yeah, mm. let's do something. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You brought up, um, you know, living a life um, and a scale of life that your your mother, you know, wasn't used to, mm-hmm. right? That she she didn't live, and yeah. I know particularly, <clears throat> and I'm sure the same actually in Britain, um, where so many of us, you know, are pushing and striving and there comes that point and it's something we don't, I think, talk about a lot when the per- the people that we went to for advice most of our lives can no longer be the best person to give that advice, you know, not just friends as well, right? Like, how, like, what did you lean into? Who did you reach out to when that, when that point came? Oh, you know, as goodness. your life was getting bigger, you know, your collection of advice givers had to change. Oh, for Shift. sure. I, I prayed. I had, I prayed. I was literally like, because I was spinning. You know, I got to a point where I was kind of like, I don't, I don't even, my mom can't help me here. Like, um, she told me a bunch. She told me so much about myself. And then I was like, I don't like this, 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 all this that you did. And she was like, and I don't want you to repeat it. And I was just like, well, what do I do? And she was like, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm past the point. I did the thing and here we are, you know? And I was like, literally sitting there looking at her. And both of us were like, it's like, well, I'm gonna have to figure this out. You know, I went through some stubbornness. I went through a breakup. I had all these things going on and I've literally prayed. I was like, God, I don't send me somebody and ends up being somebody that I had known and worked with a long time ago, had switched her entire life around and become a therapist, a spiritual therapist too. So she does real therapy and not real therapy and spiritual, but she does both mediums. 
And so ended up bumping into, like, randomly calling her one time when I was in her town and we sat down and had dinner. And she looked at me before she walked up and said, put all the bags down. And I was like, what bags? She was like, get up, stop, put the bags down, give me a hug. And I was just like, what bags are you talking about? She says, them. And I'm looking at her and she's like, all of them. And she's like brushing my shoulders and she's tapping my body. And I was just like, oh my God, I've been looking for you. You know, and ended up having a real, real life conversation with her and then continued, you know, from that point onwards. So she just, I feel like everything is, again, nothing is by mistake. You, you planned this out with God before the way I met her when we were working together back in the day to to the time of us connecting then it was just like it was a complete couldn't make it up type moment you know and that's the, the running quote couldn't make this up like it's just the way she came back into my life and the way we started speaking it was just like okay okay you know um so she's definitely given me one therapy help spiritual therapy help um to big sisterly help. I'm the oldest girl, so I don't have a big sister. So it was like real life advice, you know, like, all right, I know that you're the big sister, but guess what? I'm older than you and here's what's going to happen. You know, like you might want to stop doing this. And FYI, it was little things like, oh, you can't eat meat as much anymore. Red meat as much anymore, by the way, because after a certain age as a woman, FYI. And I was like, mind blown, you know, um, little things. Um, so little things to big things. And to me, it was just beautiful to have that person. I literally prayed and I'm, I'm happy that I listen when I pray. If I get a thought in my head, in my spirit, or, you know, like something's bugging me, I listen to it. I don't ever push it away. You know, I, I look at that like that's the Holy Spirit talking directly t to me and coming and saying, hey, you pray for this. Here you go. You know, and that's that's been a constant in my life, my whole life. So, yeah, you know, this is this is a this is a good this is a good way to to, to reel us back. So, I mean, OK, yeah. this is this is a Estelle. This is Estelle, Estelle who needs no, you know, introduction, um, mm -hmm. you know, entered, you know, U.S. mainstream consciousness through a hit record, American Boy, for which she won a Grammy with uh, this young gentleman um, <laughs> known as Ye. Um, yeah. formerly Kanye West. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you mentioned the Holy Spirit. So, like, you know, growing yeah. up, you mm -hmm. know, you grew up kind of through a series of religions. I mean, there was a little bit of Muslim, there was Methodist, there was Kojic, yeah. or at least what we would call Kojic yeah. here, yeah. you know, in the United States. And so, you know, when did... When were you first turned on to music? You know, what was that moment? And particularly maybe even secular music, because we're actually similar. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. we've spoken about this, but my father is a, a pastor. And so I was not allowed to listen to secular music until, like, I don't know, I was eight, 18 or 19, 17 maybe, Matt, I think. It was the first we, time I heard something. I... <laughs> I'm that, lasted, with you. that lasted shorter than seven minutes. I'm probably with you. We now to to be fair, my we had reprieves by way of my auntie. So my mom, so so we got we, my mom when she was in Africa went to Methodist church, standard Christian Methodist church with my grandma, right? Her her grandma. When she came to the um, UK, my granddad was in. I think he was in Mormon church. 
and that had more to do with that had more to do with like when you when you go someplace you kind of assimilate to a degree my granddad was born and raised muslim so that was that we were all so confused this is more just about like well let me just go find out what's going on in london and let's assimilate because it didn't make any sense to me but but he'd also married my grandma who was christian so he had forsaken his muslim his religion to a degree like that was a big thing right um, he got married in the 50s and 60s and that was a big thing that he was a Muslim boy marrying a Christian girl in um, in West Africa. It was wild, right? So he'd become a Christian but still practiced Muslim root things, root things. And But when he moved to London, then they were trying to find a church to go to. And Mormons were, I guess, the only one who would let them, black people, be a part, Right? Because racism's still alive, and it was think about the fifties in America, fifties and sixties equally in the UK, in the UK, right? So Mormons were the only one that were really letting people be in the church per se, right? And so it was that or Catholic, and my, my grandma wasn't Catholic, we weren't, we weren't into Catholicism like that. I thought it was wild because one of my aunties went and became a Catholic. Uh, anyhow, um, so they started being a Mormon, then they left that because. It was a little too rigid and there were some things going on. Um, some wild things happening and my grandma and my granddad were like, oh, hell no. We're just gonna take what what wild things? Uh, stuff that, you know, things, they were early child uh, moving around with kids inappropriately and things like that going on that they saw early and they were like, we're not part of that. We're going to take our kids out of that. And then, as far as I knew growing up, we were Methodist, right? Um, for like four or five years, strong Methodist. Around the age of about 11, my grandma went to back to Africa for a while. And when we returned, we brought with us <laughs> one of the imams from the village that we're from, right? And he came and he was teaching us Arabic and teaching us the Muslim way for a while. And so we were learning it. I think she was doing it to honor my granddad to a degree. He's still al- he was still alive at that point. And just for us to know where our roots are from, you know, in case we ever decided to go back to Senegal or go back to Sierra Leone at any point, we'd know some of where we came from, right, and, under his, his lifestyle. And I think I was the one that disrupted all of that because when they started teaching us the teachings and it was like women shouldn't speak and girls don't you know girls go last and cover your face in your head and I was like oh hell no absolutely not ma that man this man's telling me I can't speak what's going on like I really had a whole I was I was the one that was like nah bro I respected it I loved what it looked like it was beautiful and until it got to the restrictive parts and so then we stopped practicing that I think after that my mom and my that my stepdad um, started going to church. I don't know how they found Kojic, Church of God of Prophecy, right? For us, Kojic for you guys. But we just started going to this Church of God of Prophecy. And that's where we stayed till I was 19. And they got restrictive. Um, and it was, and their restrictions were, you know, you couldn't, they were fine with taking what they perceive, what, taking what my mum would say to them, in com- to the pastor in confidence and turning it into the, the message on Sunday. My mum would be sitting there like, you know, like, 
So that had started building up. And then one week we went to church to do like the church gospel songs and like the, the choir, like a church concert. And there's like 12 of us. There was six of us. <laughs> so we made up the church choir. Okay. It was a big part of the church choir. The kids and the adults it was a big part. We split like, you know, the older three went to the, played in both. And then the younger, all of six of us played in the young one. And we sat our group and we would take songs and flip the songs. And I mean, we were dancing, doing like street dance, but like making it church. Right. It was like the running man or something like that. And like, you know, like, the, you know, like whatever. And and the pastor was like, it's too much jiggy jigging in her church. We're not allowed to perform. And that was like, my mom was like, you don't have to never go back there ever again. That was like her breaking point. She's like, you come at me. I'll deal with you, you know, like on what we spoke about, but you're not going to come at my kids because I told you, why are you telling my business? Like, essentially. So after that, I said to my mom, I was heartbroken because we practiced. Like that was, at that point, music is my life. You know, I'm I'm an artist. I'm only going to church to honor my parents, but I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to be I'm ready to go rap. I'm ready to do the like, you know, I'm outside. And that broke my entire heart. So I was like, she was like, you don't have to go there again. Like, you don't have to come if you don't want to. You're old enough. And I was like 18, 19. I was like, bet. <laughs> I'm out. I will no longer be attending. Turn up, let me know how that goes for you guys. It's been fun. Um and but they say you know train a child as you should go and the main I will say the the beautiful thing about learning all these different religions was God was always the center and that was always the consistency like I found versions of the Trinity in different you know the Holy Spirit Jesus God in different religions I could always see it like oh yeah so the Muslims I love that okay Muhammad okay 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 that's who that was got it um Christianity Jesus okay uh Mormonism uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like I would find the different tiers and it just started to boil down to me. There's God, the Holy Spirit, what you know, what we call the universe that he created. And then there's all of us. And we're just trying to, the religions are just a way to kind of like control how we get there versus hi. Just, or hello, you know, you're here, here, you know. Um so I tend to, I've, the more I'm learning, the more I'm learning, I don't know nothing and there's so much to learn, you know, uh, but, but God is at the center of it all, so. And so how did your excommunication from the Church <laughs> of God of Prophecy, like, Well, it's shift? something I couldn't do for dances and I was out, no joking. And so then you, so you started, like, you just went outside and just started rapping and was like, I'm going no. to the U.S.? What happened? Whole time, whole time, whole time I was rapping, whole time I was like, I'm going to go and do this rap with my sisters and my cousins and we're going to go do this music over here. But but also, like, you know, like, I know that we can't really do this at church. So, so like, to me, but I was doing it the whole time and my we were all in groups. We were all, like, we, we had our groups. It was, like, we were the Jacksons. We were the we were SWV. We were TLC. We were Jodeci. We were Blackstreet. We were all of the groups. We sang all the songs. And then we just kind of, and then I started, I started to get into the business of it because I kept getting too many no's. And so I was like, well, how did Jay-Z do it? How did Puffy do it? How did, you know, like, how did these guys do it? And I, I went and did it their way. I got a distribution company. I did create an LLC. I had help. I had found a lawyer. I found a publicist person. I, you know, I made sure that people, I made sure that the business side of it was correct. And then I just started saying, well, I'm going to go 
print my CDs up. I can burn some CDs here if I need to. And I did. And I started making like, you know, the paper CDs, um, yes. paper sleeve CDs. Joints. I made them and I would sell them at a record shop that I worked at and all the record shops in the area. And it was so, they just liked me because I was like, nah, I'm focused. All right, put these up and I'll come and get you sale or return. Yeah. And they were like, support the little girl and I would sell so you know and it would just give me give me my little five pound and that would fund the next trip to work or whatever else I had I was broke broke but we were getting it done and it just kept building you know every time I saw something it was like okay cool let's keep building let's keep building cataloging like doing the business but also being creative you know and so I realized I could do I had the had the capacity to do both you know and I and I would just get on with it I just made the CDs kept going and 20 years later American boy <laughs> no, I, I mean quite 10 years later 10 years later 10 years later American boy but it was I had an album out in the UK I, in that period I met John and Kanye 2002 3-ish my album 18th Day came out 2004 I met John in 2002 3 and we've been friends since then you know, so when American Boy came up, that's like a five-year friendship. We cool as hell. Like, that's family at this point, you know. He's working on the second album. He worked on my first album. He did a song on my first album. And so by the time the second album came around, he was like, yeah, for sure. And that became Shine, which had, you know, American Boy come over all the things. So it was, it, it, I, le I learned all the things. Uh, like, there was no stopping me. After it was kind of like, well, people are going to people. And it ain't necessarily got nothing to do with you or even or even them sometimes. I feel like it's all divine. It's all God's world to a degree. And, you're, and what, you know, the path you decided on before you came here. But people are going to people, you know. What your job is to do is to stay in touch and figure out the next steps and just do the next steps. Like, don't, don't get too stressed about people. Because it was, honestly, I should have been like, off of everything from the pastor said that. And for a few years, I was. I was mad at everything. I was like, how God gave us this talent? What's she talking about? Per her, what she's talking, what she preaches every Sunday, God gave us this talent. What does she mean? It's too much jiggy jiggying. Ah, you know, like, it was a lot. I don't like her. I don't like it here. <laughs> <laughs> push, over, push over the pulpit. Oh, wow. <laughs> But, you know, you know. This, is, this is interesting. I mean, and there's like an apocryphal story, apocryphal meaning mm. like mm, could be mm. true, maybe not, um, about you meeting Kanye at a restaurant and like you asking know, him that's to... True. Uh, so that's like, true. what was the, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so intrigued by this inner fortitude, right? That like this inner sense of confidence that has pushed you, you know, further and further and further along, just kind of like this kind of steady focus. Um, but like you're in a restaurant and you see, I guess, Kanye, like what in you was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Like, you know, that's... Really, look, let me tell you, I knew that was going to happen. I, oh, so here's the thing. Give so, it to it. Give it to so us. I, I walk into, um, I walk into, I've, I heard John Legend's voice on the record. I heard John, Le John Legend's voice on the CD on the mixtape he did. The mixtape, I'm good. Like, that Kanye put out right when he released Through the Wire, right? Um, when he released his first album. 
I'm like, oh, this guy, Kanye is amazing. This guy, John Legend, he has singing on all his records. is so fire. I love his voice. I love his voice. And I kept saying to my boyfriend at the time, I'm going to work with that guy. I just I just know if I get the chance, I just feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Right? And he would be like, yo, you smile so bright whenever you... I like that you have this... I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to fight him, but I'm going to fight him. I know it. I know it. And I would just say it. Right? Um, I get a chance to go on tour. I, I said, I need $2,000. So... In between all of this, I like I my friends like, hey, 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 I'm recording music the entire time. Hey, hey, come to America and record these records. Come to LA if you can pay for it and record with some producers I've got. I was like, okay, how much is this gonna be? I budget out is two thousand dollars. I said, God, I need two thousand dollars. I literally prayed, I was like, God, I need two thousand dollars. Let it be. Right? And I'm doing to my I go into my regular job and I'm doing my thing. Opportunity pops up for me to earn two thousand two thousand pounds, not dollars, two thousand pounds, right? to go on tour with this girl and I go on tour with this girl as a replacement for a rapper that she had featured on her record that she needed someone to come and rap these and I was the number one rapper so we'll pay you two thousand pounds go on the tour with this girl I said bet so I go on the tour and on this tour I end up meeting one of my really good friends who ends up producing a record on AC Day called Charlie Wilson he's also playing for Justin Timberlake right in the middle of the tour, wild things. It, it was a great tour. I meet Justin Timberlake. He remembers me that he met me on this tour 10 years later. It's, it's nuts, right? Um, I get the money. I go to LA. I'm recording my I'm recording my album. I'm recording what becomes the 18th day with these producers. One day, um, we leave the hotel. We're on Sunset. My homegirl just rolled with me. I was like, I'm going to go get some chicken and waffles. It's the only thing affordable because I remember I had 2,000 pounds, right? Um, I was under a budget, Okay. So I was like, chicken and waffles every day for two weeks. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> sure did. Chicken and waffles every day, two weeks. It was great. Um, so I'm walking down the road and I went and got my chicken and waffles and and I'm listening to the mixtape. I'm walking from like, it's like three blocks, but it's three long LA blocks. And I'm walking in my little heels and I go to chicken and waffles and I was like, Roscoe's. And I was like, I walk inside and I'm putting my order in and my eyes just open wide because I see Kanye sitting at the table and my whole shit was like, okay. And so I walk outside and I sit down outside and I said, God, if you are there, I need you to show up right now. I need him to, I need him to come outside so I can just ask him to work with John Legend because I really want him for this record. And I have the record on my person, like on my person, and I have like a CD, like I had to just carry all my bits with me at that point because yes, you never know, right? And so as I sit there and I said, thank you. Okay, thank you. Amen. No lie, less than 30 seconds, later, less than five seconds later, Kanye walks outside and I was like, jeez. Hey, I'm such a fan of you. Oh my goodness. Listen, where's John Legend? <laughs> He's looking at me like, what? I'm just like, no, no, no. Because I... I, no, I, you know, people I know, we good. Because at that point, he'd been to London and worked with like Mega and these groups, so solid. And so, like, we, like, I had a base to be familiar, a little bit familiar, but not lose my mind. And I said to him, Yeah, I'm a fan of you. I love you. But, like, also, where's John Legend? I'd really like to work with him, please. I have a record I want him to sing on, please. Right. And he's looking at me like, You know, John? I'm like, Yeah, he's all right. We'll take my number. And I was like, Okay, cool. And, like, clean as hell, left it. I, I go skip my skip back to the hotel with my chicken and waffles in my hands, skipping at this point in heels down the street. Like, oh my goodness, you will never guess. She's like, and we got a meme at the hotel, at, 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 not that hotel, we got a meme at the studio later. 
So I go to the studio and, you know, it's record plant. And then he's working on a record with this new kid who won a contest. And he's he's being he's being Kanye that we know now. If you've seen Kanye from the Genius episode, like he's being Kanye in that space. He's like, yo, this dude just won a contest and he got to do a record with me. That's how pop and I am. I was like, yeah, you you dope. Where's John Legend? <laughs> like, please. And so that's what I've always been, though. I'm very, yeah, I, I want to do this. This. No, 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 this. Um, let's do this. Um, and so we sit in a room and I'm in the room talking Apple Mac computers with John and didn't realize it was him because he never had no pictures up, right? John was very, like, just a voice at that point. And me and him sitting there talking Apple Macs. Oh, I got that. Oh, I got the new one too. Oh, I hate that. Da, 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 da. I know. They should have. And we're having a whole Apple Mac discussion about the computer, right? Nothing about music. Didn't know it was him. And I leave the room and then he goes in the booth. I leave the room with Kanye and we're strolling up and down and he's talking more. And I'm like, yo, all right, where's John? I need to speak. I, need, I would love to speak to John. Like, He's like, oh, he's in there. You, you. I thought you was talking. I was like, who? And he's like, the guy with the hair. I was like, oh, oh, all right. So I feel stupid. And I go back in the room and then he finishes singing up. There was something that they were doing and they couldn't quite hear the note. And I sang the note. And, I, and he was like, I just put the note down. I was like, well, it must be low then. Check the check the tracks. And me and, and the engineer almost gets fired. I felt so bad because the engineer had fucked up the levels. And Ye was a beast back then about, he was like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, we're in here doing professional stuff. Don't, he cussed the dude out a little bit. He deserved it. Like, he should have been on his job. Um, so he comes out and we sit there and I told him I have this record and I played him the record and then, and then he's like, right, leave me with the record. And he's like, you want to work? Like, you want to do it? I think it's worth it. She sounds like she's good and no one ain't got nothing bad to say about her in the UK, essentially. And then he got on the, he came to London and got on the record. And, we, we, we've been good friends ever since. And here we are. Wow. That was like 2002, that... three, yeah. And wait, and how, how, how old are you at this time? I'm 22 or 23. Wow, wow. That's, that's a beautiful story. I mean, I think there's so much to unpack there. You know, just one, you know, be prepared. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. Have yeah. your stuff like sometimes like, you know, I meet people and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a singer. I was like, oh great, sing something. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, okay, well, okay. You you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate it. I hate it. I'm that, always like, yo, what is on your Instagram? Where like I, that's my main thing to people. If I don't have time to hear you sing right now, first of all, I'm hearing you sing right now is great. I don't, I I can't magic a deal out the thin air for you. So I'm always like, yo. Oh, what's your Instagram? Or well, send me your page, please. Let me see. And I go to their send me their page, and their page is them doing this five hundred times, and I'm always just confused. Like, well, well, I'm not a model scout. I don't. I'm not sure what I'm looking for here. You know, always confused. So, like, my my main thing I always say to somebody, like an artist and people who are doing creative things your Instagram page is now your calling card. It's your business card. It It is. What do you want the people to see? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. You know, you've, you've had such like an incredible, incredible, um, 
you know, career, but I think also just as an artist, like as a, just a creative soul, how how do you how do you hold your practice? Like how do you hold your practice when like public attention, you know, ebbs mm. and flows, right? Like I think yeah. fame um, and attention can be quite fickle, right? It is yeah. it is not this constant but as an artist right like as mm-hmm. as a true worker of one's craft um how do you how do you how do you maintain you know your sense of self and and a sense of like you know artistry and longevity as the attention ebbs and flows well i i just i like doing this someone said to me and it's been the one thing that's kept me going you're a singer right so sing like you're in your house and you're a singer sing you're in your house mm. and you draw, draw. You take pictures, take pictures. You do and practice and hone and you stay about your craft no matter what. Um, I was asked the other day, like, so when we put, like, we were talking with my team, it was like, well, what do you want to, like, what do you see yourself going? Do you want to keep doing music? Do you want to, like, what do you, you know? And I was like, I'm always going to sing. I'm always going to have something to put up in the world as long as it's inspired, you know? Like, my... My talent, my purpose isn't based on whether someone wants to clap for me this week or not. You know, it's not at all based on that. Like, if I do something great and you want to clap for it, great. But also, did you understand what I was doing and did you get it? Like, did, did it help you in some way? Did it, that's, to me, that's the purpose side of it. You know, like, the song American Boy was purposefully meant to make people happy. The mm. song was written... Written with joy all over it, sang with joy. I got, I was super happy in the studio singing it, and I remember thinking to myself, "I just want this to be the most joyful. I want people's faces to crack into smiles and dance whatever they hear. This, hey, like just be that vibe from the baseline to the American boy. Like I just want people to feel joy every time they hear it, and it did that. That was the energy I put in it, right? So I understand my purpose with that. So to me, that's what keeps it going. I'm a singer, I sing. I'm an artist, I, I do art. I'm a, I'm a creative, I create. I'm an accountant, I crush numbers. I, you know, I do it for fun. I do it for, for mental exercise, for shits and giggles, you know? Like, so the hype of it, the clapping for me part is lovely. I appreciate when people appreciate mm, mm. and, and, and give, give me flowers based on what I have done. I'm, I'm more interested in what's to come. You know, yeah. <laughs> that is that's the word. Yes, hit it. Um, you know, and to kind of give a, I think a, an inside look at the music industry because also, yeah. you know, you've really witnessed the shifts yeah. and the changes. Sure. You know, yeah. in the music industry. Um, you know, I think one is technology. Like, you know, how oh has technology shifted the music industry, not just in, you know, production and sound, but also like, you know, from at least when you started and we, I mean, we're roughly the same age. So from CDs yeah. to, to Spotify, yeah. like right. it's really. It's nuts. And, and I was, I came out, well, I had a career in the UK and the rest of the world before it was streaming. And then I came out 
dying in the middle of streaming. I remember being in, where were we? We were in Norway, I think. Norway. We were at a show in Norway or Sweden. We had some shows. I was on tour in 2012. And the the guy who owns Spotify came to the show with his team. And this was before it was even up, right? It was like a page or something. And he was telling me, telling me all about Spotify and asking me if I wanted to buy in and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, ah, slight regret. Not all the way slight, but slight regret. Point B, but like I remember being literally. But if I'm too down, if I came out in the space where it was the less is more silence of silence of the artists and let them tell you what they want you to know. If I'm of the Sade Mariah and I have rec- a record and I have a career out in this space, that's what I'm being told is the future and that's how you move as an artist. And today, it's the exact opposite. So like I've had to like hit that smooth jelly. Like Mr. Softy on the on on the industry, like okay, I'm gonna give you something, but hold on, also wait, 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 <laughs> wait, okay, hey, I'm here, right? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's it's it was it's it's a trip, it's a trip, it's a steady trip, like because you have you don't you have to do anything you don't want to do, but I enjoy I enjoy it. It's fun to do sometimes, not all the time, you know. So I have the best of both worlds. I look at it in a good way. I'll say the good thing about it. I have the best of both worlds. I'm I'm lucky to have seen the baby being born, literally, and the baby now growing up, you know, and becoming an adult per se. Like I get I got to see the whole rebirth of the industry. It's wild. And there's some people who just exist on the from the child being five years up, <laughs> five years old and up. And there's some people who were here when mommy and daddy met, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's you know, and I was, I saw, I heard about mom and dad meeting. Let's say that. I didn't see the meeting. I heard about the meeting. And then I saw the baby being born. And now I'm here with a baby at five years old and up. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm in a very, I'm one of those, the, when the millennials, they say the millennials saw the, the rotary phone and, and now yeah. on FaceTime. I'm one of those for the music industry. I'm here like, oh shit, like all of it, you know, it's a wild time. It's a wild time. And how does it how does it make you think about, you know, your career or, you know, how you differently move? Because I would assume I'm I am I am not in the music industry. Um, But like I would assume like the the way one makes money is completely different. Right. Like there was, I don't know, record deals. And I guess they would give you a contract or something. And it was basically kind of like CD sales or something. But then there's Spotify now, which is people that don't have subscriptions. And so, you know, I hear artists aren't really making money. But then there's like now singers are like brand people and they have like clothing lines. So like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, so how 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 has that changed? How is this? So here's a here's a good thing about all of it is that we have once once one system crumbles, there's always new systems being made, right? Mm. So I wouldn't say it's crumbled, but it's plateaued in one music industry is plateaued in one space. So there are new systems being made. So there are the rights agencies who give people money against money against catalog that they may not have um, even done yet you know, or record songs that they've just recorded that they believe in, you know, almost like a bank, you know, like, so it's a different way of doing a a label, only you have to do all the stuff. And the information is out there for a lot of kids to do all the stuff. And it's a different way of being independent, which I think is beautiful for a lot of independent artists and beautiful for a lot of artists who are signed to labels too, because you get to 
you know, you, you get to like double your money if, you, if your brand is brolic. You know, you can create another likeness, an NFT, a different format. You can be a cartoon and have a whole other thing out over there and then no one knows it's you and have that and still be an artist. You can live, you know, like, but if you're a solo single artist and you're trying to get in the game, there's a banking, there's a system that's essentially a bank that will let you loan some money against records that you've made and you can do that kind of thing. Or there's the independent, traditional independent route where you go 50-50, split your masters, you own some, they own some, and master ownership, master ownership is key, guys, it's key. Um, you know, or having a good relationship with the people that do own the master recording, I should say, um, you know, is, is key. Uh, just those things, like there's different ways to do it now. It's a little bit more opened up. It's not as like shrouded in lawyer talk and 500 million pages of what the hell am I looking at? What does here for from where to mean with regards to this? I just sang a song today. What the hell? I just sang this melody. What? What is? What are you saying to me? It's not that anymore. You know, it's not as much of that anymore, I should say. So there's different ways to do it now. And then touring is finding its way back, thank God. Um, but I do believe that it's 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 been good with the way the world has completely turned, um, COVID included. And, you know, at, we're literally in a, as the world turns when it comes to we're now in the middle of possibly a war. Um, it's forcing, please God, no, but it's forcing us to, as artists, it's forcing the people who create the art to think a little harder about what they're saying. It's forcing us to like get a little, because life just got real, extremely real, you know? So you can't, I, I don't think it, I mean, there's, there's escapism in music, but there's also like, I can't keep hearing Smoke drugs, smoke drugs. I, I can't hear that for my whole life and think that I'm going to be able to move along in life, you know? For like what is a that whole for, year. Estelle? I'm go- what is that for? What is that whole, like, mm. drug thing? Like, what is that for? Like, it's, it's, that I for? think it's, it's, explana- you know it's exploration. I mean? It's exploration. People have done it. People are just now comfortable talking about it, right? And, and my thing is this. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a, absolutely a space for this talk. There's absolutely a space for people who want to talk about being on drugs all day. There's, but it, it's just not all day. It can't be all day. Like it, it, the most famous clip that everyone's using right now, even if it, even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night, right? Like that means there's a time and a space for everything. It like there's time for the sun to beam down on my head while I'm talking to you, and then as, as the day goes along, it's gonna be dark. Like there's time and a place for everything is my point. So I just always want to, I think now we're absolutely paying a little bit more attention and artists are having a little bit more uh, variety in their, in their, in their talk. And I like that, you know, and I say their talk because they are, what you say is what's going on in the world and, and it reflects back in their talk. They're having a little bit more variety and I love it here. I'm like, okay, I heard you when you, you was talking about some spiritual shit. And then you went back to talking about being high. I take it. I'll take it all. Come on, it's okay. You know, I like it. I smoke weed. It's, it's good. We good. Come on. You know, like I'm with it. Let's go. I just can't do it all the time. <laughs> Could do it all the time. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and so like thinking also about you know, just navigating the music industry. You know, as an independent artist, and then also like. Oh wait, hold on. I the, want to say weed is weed isn't a drug, by the way. Weed is it's not a drug. 
break it all down. That is from the earth. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, slight side note. I really think that you know, mm-hmm. I don't know about like somebody singing a song about Molly and Percocet over and over right. again is here to advance us or even really entertain us in any kind of way. I'll leave that there. I also think that like, (laughs) I also think that like, you know, weed and some other quite natural drugs, I think really should just be used with intention. Do you know what I mean? I think there's, I think, I think sometimes like even like with, with sex, not to get on that, but like, I think people just kind of Mm -hmm. like, it's just kind of like out here, you know, um, fucking their energy up um, in these Mm -hmm. weird tandem energy um, yep. you know connections yeah. Yeah. but we it, but it's not that it's bad it's just like we could be intentional about it because this is there's something yeah. more here anyway th- th- done with that sermon with, no with with <laughs> everything there's there's all different I'm with you that with everything there's all different sides at the same time I'm, I agree with you if I'm walking around and I'm and I'm saying Molly Ferguson every day best believe that's going to find its way into my energy field and that's what in, and the results of that I might not be able to handle right but Saying that, on the flip side of it, as a young man who's and maybe a young man who sang that record, right, is doing making so much money and able to move his family along in a specific way, it's kind of like, as I say, that's the harmony, is the balance of like, okay, well, you know, I just always my thing is always like, yo, that's cool. Have some balance to it. Have some harmony to it. Have something else to it. Don't only have greens on the plate. Have chicken on the plate. Have some potatoes on the plate. Have some carrots on the plate. Have some water alongside your wine. You know, I just just give me something to balance to to harmonize it all. You know, it can't just be one. You know, it cannot always just be one side of the fence with it all. Like it's a little, uh, yeah. That's where it becomes the thing. It's like the does does the whole other conversation because we could go down this lane for real for i know real. and this is when i yeah. when i when i'm be back in la i'll be like girl let's, <laughs> let's, let's yeah that's right um but you know you've worked with so many like incredible names like it's you know mm. you know we've you know the aforementioned you know john legend and yay and swiss beats and well i am and you were you know talking with quest love i mean you're virtually one of the roots like like we can <laughs> go down this long long list but yeah. you know one i know the importance of relationships right you know relationships yeah. are are really gold and you know we didn't speak much of your origins but i know yeah. you you know Gr- grenadian um, yeah. Senegal and yeah. uh, Sierra Leone, yeah. um, and and that tradition um, is a tradition where your wealth was really your relationships. It yeah. was not really this kind money. of material thing. Wealth was considered yeah. um, how strong your relationships were, and mm-hmm. so in in all of these interactions, all these collaborations, all of these, you know, seeing each other and lifting mm-hmm. each other and supporting each other that you've done across your career what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned like Um, in those exchanges right something that's consistent the things that are consistent that are true um and the more you're yourself the more you're yourself the more you're free and you're yourself because everybody everyone that i know that you've mentioned is living and facilitating at the highest of they're vulnerable they're they're outside Everyone could have 500 million opinions about they're just them at all times, right? And 
and including myself. And the more I, the more I started to realize and lean in and just, man, some days I got it, some days I don't. Some days I'm happy, some days I'm not. Some days I don't want to be around people, some days I do. The more respect, the more love, the more consideration I have, the more consideration I have for people, the more people have consideration for me. You know, like things like that. And and so to me, it just translated like the realer I was with myself, the realer everyone was with me, you know? Like there wasn't, there was no airs and, there's no airs and graces if I pick up the phone to call somebody. It's like, I haven't spoken to you in, yo, I ain't spoken to you in so long. My bad, how you been? Let me, before I ask you for this favor, before I call you, I just wanted to check on you. You okay? I know that you got, you're holding up a whole empire over there by yourself. You all right? You know, like, those phone calls, those are the conversations I tried to have first before we get into the, so I have this project or so let me, let me, or so can I come on or so can you, you know, like, you okay? You okay? How's, how's your family actually doing? You know, I think what was lovely for me and, and a, a benchmark of that kind of energy was one time, I think right after the COVID, we were all kind of outside. I walked down the street and Common happened to be in the neighborhood I was in. And I walk into the store and we bump into each other. He's like, hey, what's happening? I was like, I'm okay. How are you? You know, like we're both having a like, hello person that is from the industry that I know from before the COVID. Hi. <laughs> like we're having that moment. And the first thing he asked me was like, how's your family? And that they good? And I'm like, yeah, you, you guys are right. Mom's good. Like, you know, because at some point we bumped into each other's families. At some point we were hung out in a room where our people's, I had to sit down and kiki and talk and vibes out and things like that. It's like we're ongoing traveling band tribe, you know, that don't get to see each other all the time. So he's outside doing promo. I happen to walk into him outside doing promo. It's like, a, my tribesmen, are you okay? <laughs> you know, that kind of vibe. And it was like, that's how it felt. And that's how, and we stood there, he's in the middle of promo. We stand there having a whole like, yeah, because, you know, like I'm traveling and da, 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 da. we're going back and forth, having this big old conversation. And to me, it was hilarious. But like, I was also like, I'm so grateful for, to be able to connect with people like that. But it's because of the way I am. I'm not going to walk up to you. We're not going to, okay. We're not doing that. I I don't care to I don't care to do that, and the people I'm cool with do not care to do that either. And I appreciate that. If I don't speak to them every day, that's okay. You know, like yeah. And we, at the very beginning, we spoke about lovers rock, um, yeah. and oh, okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm looking <laughs> at the clock. I'm trying to be respectful of the time. I'm like, oh, okay. How are you gonna work this work? Um, it's okay. One, could you tell mm. us what Lovers Rock is? Yeah, Lovers Rock. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Lovers Rock is both us. It's it's the name of my album that I put out uh, about three four years ago. Um, it's Lovers Rock is actually R and B over reggae, right? It originated in the UK. Um, it was coined in the UK, originated in the UK in like 1979. I was born in 1980. So this is literally the soundtrack to my inception and birth. Okay. Um, my dad used to play in, in a Lover's Rock band and produced one of the Lover's Rock queens, Louisa Mark, him and his brothers worked with her. So, and I find this out much later as well. Um, so like I was kind of, that's kind of my tribute to my roots 
you know, like they say you come back around to come back to the start. And that was me coming back to the start to be able to reset and go back out again as this new person or this, this version of Estelle that I am today. I had to kind of finish the cycle, you know, per se. And so that's what Lover's Rock was. And I love it. It's one of my favorite bodies of work. I always want to do classic. I, I never want to do off the time. I always want to set the trend, not have the trend set me. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, to me, as Lover's Rock was that. So, you know, I've heard a lot of, we started it with Come Over, like in 2007. So this was the continuation to a degree. I always felt like I didn't want to do an album until I was grown enough to do it, a Lover's Rock album, until I was adult enough. And I'm adult now. So like, here we are. Good. Oh, it's grown. It came out. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> it's grown. I was, um, you know, I, first of all, I love, you know, I didn't, you know, it's such a simple definition. Thank you for doing that. R&B over reggae. Um, yeah. Because what it, what in a way, what it is, is, is a, an amalgamation of like the diasporic mm -hmm. experience, exactly. actually, right? Like it's taking yeah. this musical genre that's come and been birthed out of, you know, the lineage of American, you know, rock, you know, yeah. and soul, um, yeah. And then layered on top of this other diaspor dias diasporic um, yeah. <laughs> um, experience in the islands that then yeah. manifests back in the... <laughs> In yep, the colonizers' yep. land, um, it's a it's a, it's a circular life. <laughs> it's it's, it, like, no, just... I think it's I think it's quite beautiful. Um, and yeah. you, um, I was listening to Better, and mm. I heard some Anita Baker in there, and I was like, okay, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I've got a lot of. Uh, I always consistently. I mean, it's, we we did a little bit of Anita Baker in the record, but. That's another artist I get a lot of comparisons to as far as vocal tone. It's kind of like, you you a little, little Anita That's Baker. That's the one. A little, a little, I get Anita <laughs> Baker and I get Roberta Flack, uh, you know, on, on on some days. And I'm just like, sure, okay, I'll take, you You saying great, awesome people. I'll take it. It's a glorious time. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you're going to be compared to anybody, <laughs> those are the ones. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. but like what other, it, but it made me think about like who your other musical influence was. Because I think, you know, people yeah. think like, you know, Estelle the Rapper and, you know, yeah. Singer. But like when I heard that Anita Baker, I was like, mm, who mm -hmm. else? Like what are some musical influences that people would be like surprised to know? You're like, oh, I fuck with that lady uh, heavy. People would be surprised because I do a lot uh. of different things, but like I was, I would say Ella Fitzgerald's one of the ones for me. Mm. Like American Boy is a jazz record, just FYI. I'm just gonna tell people and confirm the suspicions. Yes, it's a jazz. I sang it like a jazz record on purpose. It was on purpose. The demo vocal, the demo, blah, 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 blah. John did it very like you sing like this, and I was like, yes, exactly how I sing. Let's go. <laughs> like the whole thing was joyful. It wasn't. It wasn't no thinking or overthinking that record was pure joy pure fun and jazz because heavily influenced by Ella Fitzgerald growing up heavily influenced by her Sarah Vaughan Billie Holiday um uh all of the jazz musicians Duke Ellen um uh what's the guy that uh, cheeks uh blah 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 blah, blah, blah Dizzy Gillespie right Dizzy Gillespie I was seeing his face and I was like, <laughs> you said uh, cheeks, Dizzy Gillespie, like, uh. cheeks, Dizzy Gillespie, you know, like because of the way that they played and it wasn't just about, but it, it wasn't just the sound. It was the the tone and the approach to it. Like it's mm. one thing to say, 
Oh, I play the trumpet and you hear in your head is blah, 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 blah. Instead of hearing that, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can hear different things, like different moves and different energy, different slides and different approaches when Dizzy plays, you know, versus just, blah, 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 blah. you know, like it's, it's different. So I'm influenced by all of that. And so you'll always hear some jazz in there somehow. Lovers Rock, um, obviously the great Bob Marley. And then you've got like uh, Beres Hammond, who's another, just, uh, just, he's so cool. He's just so cool. He's in his, he's in his, he's in his golden years right now. And he's out here still giving him vibes and feelings and just, you know, just, hey, like he's just like, he's, if my granddad was alive, I would, I'd love for him to be Beres Hammond. Like he's, he's, he's too fire. Like he's too cool. He's too He's just, it's still the girl them sugar. I don't even understand. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, he's very, very cool for a grown man, that's an older gentleman that's been in the business of reggae for such a long time, you know, and his vocal is still an A1. So, yeah, Ferris Hammond, I want to say Ella Fitzgerald, all of the jazz musicians. Yeah, and I would say to anyone listening, to listen with good headphones like good <laughs> headphones a good speakers like there's some production things happening i don't so i can't remember the song it's i can't even describe it but the sound like pans into like a clarity like it starts muffled and like pans is like i'm just like yeah. yes go off um but you're also like a self-described bookworm yeah. um what book do you gift the most often well, as of late, because I know so many people that have to have been this person and gone through this stuff and like, this is them. Will's new book, Will Smith's new book. I've been just gifting it left, right and center. I've been gifting that book to people because... What's the so, name? Will, Will Smith's new book, Will. Oh, it's so, called Will. It's called Will, Oh, yeah. I didn't I, know. <laughs> no, sorry. So prior to that, I would give people um, uh, Seven Levels of Intimacy, which is a book about being intimate with yourself and with your partner, right? And not not intimate as in the sex, sexual intimacy, uh, emotional intimacy. Because a lot of my friends, when I'm, I was going through my little, not my little, but my rebirth per se, um, and trying to figure out who I was again, that was one of the books I read. And a lot of them would, a lot of friends would come and tell me stuff and I'd be like, yo, there's chapter seven of this book or you need to read chapter three of this book. This is exactly what you're talking about. Or I read this and that, 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 and you should pay attention to this. So I would gift that book a lot. But this Will's book puts it in real time, real life examples. You know, he had mm. to get real intimate with himself, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually to figure out who he wanted to be for this next iteration of his life after he came out of his, his own awakening, right? And so that book is very, is a key, uh, helpful, it's a helpful book. It's called Seven Levels of Intimacy, but I think by Matthew Kelly. And then go get the Will Smith book. And, you know, audio book these. Don't, like, you know, have to page turn them out. Or, like, audio book them. It's just as good. It's awesome. <laughs> we will link that up in the show notes. I mean, mm-hmm. s- slight slight pivot to, to personal. Like, I mean, yeah. are you in love now? Like, I am, I am, oh. I am. I'm in love in all the ways with myself and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and another. But, you know, like, it's very, I am... It's, I'm in the middle of work, you know, like I'm in the middle of my self work. So I hate to be like, well, yes, and this is that, that, and you know, and, and it ain't over till it's over until it's, you know, 
till there's a ring on it and it's over and it is what it is. It just begins at that point again. But I am, I am. I can say I'm in love and I love every single part of it and myself too. I love the person I am in love. It's a good time. Like she's, she's good. She's nice. You know? Yeah. How is, how is, how is, how is this, how is this different? Because I, I, well, I, I, I say that because, mm. you know, to be in love, right, in this yeah. in this moment in your life, right, and you're speaking about this 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 kind of birth and evolution and expansion, you know, yeah. this arrival of the other is a manifestation of yeah. that work, right, or a yeah. part of that work, and so right. that's kind of like the undergirding of like how is this before different? before it was very fearful. The love, love, being in love before was fearful. Well, what's he gonna do? And is he gonna go? And that, that, that. Oh my goodness! Now it's like, I don't have any fear. I'm very clear. I'm very certain about this thing. I'm very certain that I am. This is who I am, and this is who I'm gonna be with. I'm very certain about my actions, and in turn, that reflects. You know, whenever I get in my bag, is when I start to feel. I start to see him shake. You know, so it's the realization that you are a reflection and you draw in the energy that you want. So I stay, I work on staying consistently, you know, clear and happy. It's work, but that's the difference here. And that, man, and a lot of it, again, is internal. It's what do you want to see? Don't, don't lose your mind. What do you want to see? Okay. Work towards that. Don't work towards the fear. Don't work towards what was presented today because present, what was presented today most probably ain't even correct. <laughs> it's a it's it's a it's a shell or a remnant of some old shit that ain't got nothing to do with you no more so psh, let that be gone okay where do we want to go work on that you know mm. like focus on that and that's what that's the difference and it's a lot less i have a lot more with that comes a lot more empathy a lot less like i said fear it's fear and love and it's a lot less fear a lot less things rooted in fear a lot less just, like i'm worried i'm nervous i'm scared this that 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 Oh, who who is who who knows who's gonna know? I I, I, I I'm in the light with all things. I I love with pure light. I love from a, a pure place. There's no um, there's no manipulation. There's no well. If you don't, then this won't. It's just I do. This is it. If you don't respect it, okay, that's cool. Here's what I'm gonna do. You know, here's 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 the outcome I'd like. So here's my response to it. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's kind of like, it's self-mastery, not self-control, it's self-mastery. It's like knowing all of your stuff, mm. knowing that you reflect what you want and act, acting on it every day, shooting in the gym. It's every day shooting in the gym. That part is, that's the work. Some days you don't want to get up. You want to sit in the, <sighs> getting on my nerves. Or you just did this thing that's annoying. So now I want to sit here and be mad about it for three weeks. Okay. You can't do that. Get in the gym and start shooting, practicing, practicing what you know, what you know for certain. So that's the difference this time. It's active. I mean, I'm in that space. So it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Because before, <laughs> the tough, it was, it was hard and it was draggy. It was boring and mm. it was, I was over it. The homies were over it. I was over it, you know. The homies were part of the problem and the homies were over it. Like, everybody was over it. It was terrible. It was trash. <laughs> but, you know... I would say that like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's different now. It's me. I'm different. Therefore it's different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Estelle, uh, before I ask my last question, I just want to mm. take this moment. First of all, 
I almost lost my mind as you were speaking. People cannot see this. We haven't started releasing the videos yet. But yeah. you look so gorgeous right now. Thank this, you. Can you see yourself on the Zoom? I like see this, this light. Sun, it's, like, it's isn't this crazy? Quick. First of all, like, right, shine, right? Talk about coming full circle. And here you are yeah. literally just, like, sitting <laughs> up in, like, God's grace. Anyway. Um, Could have made, made this up. Could have made this up. Could have made this up. You it's a whole beat. Um, But I just want to take this moment to just acknowledge uh, you and thank you for the incredible level of tenacity that you have exhibited over and over and over again. And, you know, also allowing us all a window into that process um, and letting us know that we can be, do and have whatever we can imagine um, and to to know that it's really that it really is just about focus and about the work and about the doing and that it isn't easy and sometimes it takes years to change and sometimes it takes years to become the person that you know yourself to be yeah and sometimes just like that click of the and sometimes just like that yeah so you know? Yeah. Mm. No, no. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and so, Estelle, uh, if you had everything at your behest, um, yes. <laughs> all, the, all the power in the world, what is the mm. world that you imagine for the future? I would like people to be at better harmony with themselves, just off and across the board. It doesn't have to be so stark. It doesn't have to be so black and white. It doesn't have to be so extreme nothing has to be that extreme there is a way that we can all peacefully exist you don't have to have so far of an opinion about something that you know that nothing else exists i like to me that kind of squashes a lot of the problems war uh racism um differences in people's opinions on people's personal views of themselves it's so one thing can exist along with the other. That is literally what life is. Death exists with life. Breathing exists with not breathing. You, you take turns. Your breath goes in and out of your body. Like it all exists together. Like there is space for everything and everyone. So if I had a power, it would be some metaphysical shit like that. <laughs> but also <laughs> I would like, <laughs> I would like for everybody to like, have a have a decent living wage and be able to get all the things that they want. Like I just want people to have the material things they want, they want and that they deserve, and also people to to for people to be to live with each other and coexist. I really coexist in a nice way, not just coexist, coexist in a way that is nice and full of love. You know, you can have a hearty spirited debate with someone and not feel like their life isn't worth being here you know like like you can you can do that it, it happens millions of times every single day across the world it doesn't have to be extreme and and i say that to, like i said wars wouldn't happen uh it you know there would be a lot of other things that would be uh taken care of per se you know so that's that's where i'd be i just want everyone to have a living wage a really good stable wage base level for living and be able to springboard off of that for their lives and also better harmony mentally emotionally physically for the rest of the world that's those would be my main two things you know 
and so it is and so it <laughs> so is it you is. know what i mean right. like yeah. and yeah. so it is it's been declared and it's been done yeah. and you know yeah. i think this has been a beautiful conversation and an example of like that 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 wish that desire the manifestation of that begins internally yeah. right like in in in, yeah. in in allowing right the more you allow yourself to be the more you can allow others to 100%. be right yeah. and 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 this 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 kind of illusion of difference or even yeah. separateness is really a reflection of how separate you are from yourself how much you are not allowing yours you're separated from yourself yeah. that's what you're feeling you know um but anyway estelle thank you thank you thank you so much this has been amazing Thank you all so much for joining us today. Estelle's grace and warmth is just so palpable. I hope you felt it from wherever you're listening. What's it out to you? Let us know your thoughts over on Instagram and Twitter at Black Imagination. The comment section is literally my new favorite place. Also be sure to check out this conversation and more amazing content on our new site, blackimagination.com. If anything, this convo reminds us to remain in a state of preparation and expectation. Stay curious and keep dreaming.